You are listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment with your host, John Tolley. A Star Wars podcast. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me as always is Mr. Ray Rumsey. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, and I totally forgot my other part of my intro. Wow. <laughs> uh, of course, we are coming to you as always from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. I did that totally backwards, and I do not know why I did that, but. Oh, well, we're just going to roll with it, aren't we? <laughs> sure, sure. Take it with a grain of salt. That's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, so how are you today, man? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm very uh, anxious to start uh, tonight's episode. I think everybody will be very, you know, waited with bated breath for this one. Yes, yes. It's a big, uh, big character in Star Wars. You could say the probably the most important character in star wars absolutely uh, yeah yeah uh but before we do that we do have a little bit of star wars news to talk about that is the uh i think as far as i've heard it is official now that uh obi-wan will be coming to the uh disney Ooh. there is the news that uh ewan mcgregor has signed with disney to uh, reprise his role in Obi-Wan in an Obi-Wan uh, series on the um, Disney app, on the Disney streaming service. Which sounds amazing. I'm definitely on board for that one. Yes, me too. I think especially with a even if it is a limited series uh, you um, I think you'll be able to they'll be able to really get a lot more in detail in Obi-Wan's life, particularly where it's looking like it's going to be is that period between the end of episode three to um, episode four. Right. Uh, guessing that's kind of the time period they're going to be focusing on is that time period. And I think there are so many stories you can tell in that time period, because I doubt that he was just sitting on his hands just like well i gotta wait for luke to get to be 16 so i can start training him <laughs> yeah i agree with that i think he definitely had a, a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on yeah yeah there's probably lots of uh interaction you'll probably get to see the um relationship between him and owen uh uncle owen and how that kind of deteriorated from what it seems by the time you get to episode four um mm -hmm. and just him interact with all these different characters and um yeah it's gonna be very very interesting i think an right. interesting story and of course you know with um ewan mcgregor coming back in the role i mean to me he was and as hard as it is to say this because I loved Alex or Alec Guinness in mm -hmm. the role because uh, he was the original right. Obi Wan. Yep. But <sighs> yeah, Ewan, Ewan McGregor—he's such an iconic role for it. Oh yeah, and you could tell he studied 
um, Alec Guinness. Oh yeah, you um, could definitely tell that. Especially, especially in that second and third movie, his his speech pattern and the way he talked, the way he said hello there. Yeah, hello there. It was hello there. <laughs> and um, but yeah, it looks like once again Obi Wan will have the high ground. <laughs> I see what you did there, and I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm really, really, really excited about um, about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also you know the news that um, this upcoming season of the um, Resistance will be the last season. Um. Uh, are you surprised about that, or is that something you're just kind of like meh? Um. Uh, I haven't really watched a lot lot of it so i can't really give any opinions of it but the what? few episodes i've seen it does look like it was definitely geared towards a certain audience right uh, um i think with the other shows um they although they might have on paper been geared towards a certain audience they had enough stuff in it that could attract an older audience especially the clone wars i think Mm-hmm. Um, definitely geared more towards an older audience. Um, Rebels was kind of hit, you know, kind of both, but I think Resistance was definitely, definitely geared towards a younger audience. Yeah, well, I I definitely agree with that. It was you know, for the, like same as you. I've I've only watched uh, a few of the episodes, which you know maybe if I watched more, it it would changed my opinion a little bit but as from what i saw it definitely kind of seems like that um saturday morning cartoon kind of feel to yeah. it yeah um, yeah and i mean for me there was you know i was kind of the same way i watched maybe one or two episodes and and again maybe if i had watched from the beginning and watched regularly my opinion might have changed but i just could not connect with any of the characters right um, you know, i had no emotional connection to them i didn't care one way or the other what happened to them you know and those mm-hmm. few comes up and so i watched them like all right okay you know whatever um so right like i i had it set on my dvr to record because i knew i was going to be at work that day and i had it set to record like three weeks in advance I was very excited for this new show to come out, and I sat down, I watched the first episode, and same as you, I, I just, I wasn't invested. I didn't, I didn't remember any of the characters' names, the, you know, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this one, but the, the green one that the main character hooks up with when he first gets to the station, um, mm-hmm. he very much reminded me of Jar Jar. He he talked funny. He was kind of yeah. this almost uh, accident prone kind of character, and I just I don't know. I couldn't connect with yeah. it. The the story yeah. was kind of like what was that? What's that? Sorry, you cut out for a second. Oh, sorry. I I was just saying the story itself just seemed. Let's go jump in our fighters and go show how good we are, and that's all it was over and over. Yeah, yeah, I kind of the same. And it's always sad when they try and force comedy, real, comic relief on 
with a character like like that you know kind of the same thing with jar jar where it's like oh we're gonna make this character specifically to you know for the kiddies and um yeah i don't know um which you know that's great to bring in the younger audience i absolutely love that my kids are able to see star wars i mean obviously not in the same capacity as the rest of us who saw star wars back when episode four was all you got right off the bat yeah but my kids my kids are they see this on tv and they say hey, this is really cool. I kind of want to see more. What else is there? Yeah, and that's something we've talked about before on the show in the past is that I understand that Resistance isn't my star, isn't, I don't want to say my Star Wars, but it's not my cup of tea as far as Star Wars goes. Mm -hmm. But it might be someone else's, and that's fine. That's okay that there is a a Star Wars for a younger audience, a Star Wars for my, you know, I look at the, um, what were the shorts that they had on YouTube with the, uh, with, the uh, the force thing. Oh. Yeah. I can't, you know I can't, I about. do know what you're talking yeah. about, but I can't remember the name of it. Then for a little and bit there, my, didn't they have one with the droids? They had, yeah, I think so. They had something, but, um, but anyway, what I'm getting at is, you know, those are ones that they were just short enough and simple enough that my, my little girl, who's going to be five, could sit down and watch and understand and love. And she loves Star Wars. You know, we'll, we'll be playing and, you know, she'll want to play Star Wars and she always wants to be Princess Leia. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's so cool to see that, that there is Star that there is Star Wars for my little girl. There's Star Wars for there's a there's something for everyone in Star Wars. Yeah, and isn't it? And it's just isn't it amazing that after all this time, it's still here. It's still around. You know, there's I can only think of two other series, whether it be TV or movies, that have had this this type of fandom and this type of longevity mm-hmm. and that of course would be doctor who and star trek <laughs> yeah yeah i'll give and, you that I mean, other, other than that it's you know star star wars and you know you know 40 years for star war for star wars and you know it all started with you know that a long time ago in a galaxy far far away yeah here we are 40 yep. years later and we're still visiting that galaxy <laughs> a man with a dream and this is where we are now that's right that's right so if that's well, not the american dream i don't know what is i don't know <laughs> uh, well let's get right into our main topic of the day um oh yeah yeah that's right <laughs> the character of anakin skywalker has been the titular character of pretty much the first six movies in the Star Wars saga from the from his the first time we actually saw the character of Anakin as a young boy on Tatooine to his final redemption at the end of Return of the Jedi the story the fall and rise and rise again of Anakin Skywalker has really been the center point of 
all the stories and even going into the sequel series you can still see his presence felt yeah in a very very strong way throughout the last two movies um so let's just start off right off the bat with i mean anakin skywalker i mean for Star Wars fans, I think that name is almost revered. Uh, I think that I think that that kind of almost depends on which at which point in Anakin's life are you talking about? Because I think everybody kind of likes different parts. Yeah, but I think what I mean is it's almost like there's certain names in the Star Wars mythos that when you say the name it's just kind of like there's a certain weight to it you know yeah. Master Yoda um, Obi-Wan Anakin um, I think you know there's especially when you get later on and you I don't know there's just something about that character that's I think he's, in many ways, he's one of the mo- more relatable characters, mm-hmm. because we've all been been there, right? You know, all we've all been through what he went through in some way, shape, maybe not to that extent, but we've all gone through loss and heartache and having to, you know. Yeah, the just dealing with the processing those emotions, and sometimes probably not in the most most healthy of ways. Way. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, yeah. while while the acting wasn't that great, I did enjoy Little Annie. Um, I thought that I did. Too. I I thought that just you know. Knowing foreshadowing and and knowing what we knew going into it, um, here's this little kid running around, and you're just kind of thinking in the back of your mind, like this: this is the kid that's gonna be the most, yeah. And I mean, and it's, I think we're we when we look at the An- young Anakin uh, at that stage, we're still looking at it through the eyes of adults right young or you know we're not looking at it like you know we're looking like oh he's so annoying oh oh why is he doing that instead of looking at like wait a minute he's why is he so annoying why is he he's acting like a little kid why is he acting so annoying (laughs) he's acting like a little kid exactly i mean you know i don't know how old your kids are but you know my little girl's five years old i love her to death but sometimes she can get a little bit much yeah, yeah, no, and, I agree and, with that. You know, you know, this is a kid who's supposed to be, you know, what was he supposed to be, like, 9 or 10 in episode 1? Yeah, I, th- I think he, if if memory be... serves me correctly, he was 9, and Padme yeah. was, like, 12 or 15 14. or something, yeah, something she like was, that. She was, she, he was 9, he was, like, 9, and she was, like, 13 or yeah robbing the cradle Uh, padme well that's the thing though is and not to get off on a tangent but so many people always talk about oh yeah but 
you have, but it was Anakin who initially had the crush on Padme. Right. Padme was just like, oh, you're a sweet little boy. Yeah. I don't think there was any type of, you know, bouncing a wow wow going on. <laughs> oh, no. Here. No. That time, it wasn't until Anakin grew up. I, yeah, I honestly don't even think it was until, you know, much later in the second episode that, that it, it was episode two. Yeah. And I'm not even entirely sure she knew fully that she was in love with him per se, but she knew that these feelings were there. Yeah. I think that it was, you know, Anakin always had that kind of thing in the back of, you know, schoolboy crush. Right. For, you know, Padme, and then it just kind of went from, you know, grew from there, but, um... Right, which, ultimately, that was his um, downfall. (laughs) Yeah. I think from a character standpoint, and, you know, we've, you know, we'll go back to speaking directly on Anakin, I think one of the things they should have done is hire a different actress to play Padme in episode one than they did episode two hire someone who looked younger yeah because so, it was that it was really weird to you know see you know 10 years later anakin looks all grown up and completely different and padme looks exactly the same <laughs> yeah yeah i'll give you that it's like wow you haven't aged a bit padme <laughs> it's all that space travel she was doing <laughs> yeah that's right 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 Wibbly wobbly timey wimey or something, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So to kind of talk about our our uh, our main topic here a little bit. So yeah. um, when episode one first came out, and they came up with this whole thing about metachlorians and, uh, you know, trying to put a little bit of science and um, quantification on the force. Um, and and he was discussing about not having a father and all this. Um, I had the idea and I told one of my friends, and I'm not saying that I'm the leader of this. I'm not saying I was the first one to come up with this idea I've read it on the internet a thousand times as well, and then, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, I looked at my friend after the movie, and I said, you know, the it was the idea of this immaculate conception thing going on, and that he was going to be the savior, and yada yada yada. I was like, but I think that there's more to it than that. It just it doesn't have yeah. that same feeling as another very predominant character that's known all over the world. Um, but so my friend said, oh, well, that's that's a pretty interesting idea, I guess. And then mm-hmm. after the third episode came out and everything came around full circle and everything, I said it was Palpatine. He created Anakin. And, I mean, we talked about this for hours, hashing out the details of this. And Oh, go ahead. Well, and I was going to say, and then, you know, I've I've seen it on um, other fan theories posted online to some varying degree of the same concept. But then I also read that they finally 
came out with that in the comic books that it, it was finally confirmed that, that that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. I'd also heard um, there was a theory going along that it was Plagueis. Right, uh, right. That Plagueis was the one to do that and that Palpatine just kind of took advantage of the situation. And But I think making it have been um, uh, Palpatine to be the perpetrator kind of fits in with his whole story leading up to up through episode up to episode you know three right um and the formation so it just all kind of makes sense that he would have thought that far back mm-hmm. and you know been able to right you know right foresee and you know but... know that well here's here's a question for you so if we go through that Anakin was the product of force manipulation through by Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Then was he truly the chosen one or was it Palpatine seeing the Jedi the the prophecy and manipulating situations in his for his benefit so that it would appear that Anakin truly was the chosen one. Okay, so my thought on that is that it was a very happy coincidence. Um so here here's my my thought on this is that uh be it Plagueis or Palpatine, but I, I personally believe it was Palpatine, so that's the route yeah. that I'm going to take here. So Palpatine wanted an apprentice, but not just any apprentice. He wanted, like, the apprentice. And what better way to do mm. that than to create your apprentice and groom them to be exactly what you want. That's right. So... It's, it's my thought process that he chose, okay, we've got this desert planet. It's a harsh place to live. So whoever comes from that planet is going to be no stranger to just that harsh reality of life. They're going to have to deal with death and um, struggle and needing water and things like that. They're going to have struggle and they're going yeah. to put themselves into very awkward situations or uh, frightening situations to get that. Um, and what better vessel to carry this apprentice than a slave woman? Because that just compounds to the frustration and it also kind of grooms them to be used to having a master. Yes. So... Yeah, that's a really good point. So I think what happened there is Anakin was was born, and uh, I think Palpatine was just kind of waiting for that moment to start putting all this together, setting up the blockade, getting Jedi there. I like I kind of think that that was all part of the the uh, plan as mm -hmm. a whole. So he needed to get Jedi there. And personally, I believe that he specifically sent 
Qui-Gon, because of what Qui-Gon had gone through before the events of Episode One, which is some fan theory, some comic book stuff, but Qui-Gon was in a very awkward moment of his life where he thought the Jedi Council was being a little too dogmatic and wanted to bring a more balanced approach. So I think he kind of sensed that with Anakin and wanted Mm -hmm. to train him because he knew that the balance had to be returned to the Jedi Council. So I think he might have had a little bit to do with them buying into this prophecy so easily. But, again, I think Palpatine, knowing of the prophecy, probably said, oh, this this is a beautiful coincidence we've got going on here. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree. And... I think we might as well just get get it over with now. And this is something I've debate we've I've had debates with with friends over the over the years. Did Anakin bring ultimately bring balance to the force? <laughs> the age old argument. Because if because because you can make this argument that in the end he did, because right. you can make the argument that there were thousands upon thousands of Jedi and only two Sith. And the end of his fight, at the end of Order 66, there were, and you can make an argument, there were other Jedi that were hiding, but really there were two Jedi left and two Sith. The light and the dark were balanced. Yeah. Yeah, I could... You you can make that argument um, that it depends on what on what your opinion of balance is and what you, <laughs> right. what you consider to be you know balance in the force is it balance on one side or is it more of a yin and yang type right. of thing more of a, you know you can have light without the dark well so we see luke doing the the force choke which not necessarily in a dark side maneuver, um, I guess from the, the tabletop RPG version. Um, they didn't, they didn't say that, but we only ever see Vader do that. So we, I kind of assume that it is more of a dark side maneuver. So, um, it's in my opinion that, that Luke is more closely aligned to a, a gray Jedi or like a neutral, Mm -hmm. you know, he, yeah, he didn't really have that training per se that the rest of the Jedi. He had a, a crazy old green Muppet training him in the swamp. I mean, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, um, like you said, it it really depends on your point of view because, in the most literal sense, it would have technically have been Darth Vader. Who bring balance to the force. But being that Darth Vader was just yeah. a name. Anakin was the one who quote unquote. Because we don't know what the uh, sequels are going to bring along for us. But uh, right. as far right. as we know to this moment. Um, it was Anakin who killed Palpatine. Or yes. Sidious. So in the most literal sense. Yes. Um, he because he was dying. So in the end, it would have left the <laughs> presumably at that 
time frame when those movies were filmed, the only Jedi that was remaining was Luke. And he wasn't fully light and he wasn't fully dark. He was the balance. So being that he is Anakin's kid and Anakin killed Palpatine, I think that, yes, Anakin brought balance to the Force. But, but, if we want to dig into this a little more, it was Luke who ultimately got his father to come back from being Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. So, do you consider Anakin and Darth Vader to be two completely different people? I, I think about, I think about it as more of a alter ego kind of thing Mm. where he took on this persona to appease his master and he did what his master said because he had nothing else going for him but here's his son begging for him to help so i think that you know that kind of brought the real Anakin who he hadn't been in so long that he was probably buried deep within his psyche. Mm -hmm. Not to get psychological about it, but it brought him back to the forefront and he said, Oh, this guy's killing my kid. I can't let that happen. He already given, given how Anakin thinks, and this is just from the prequels, given how Anakin thinks he probably didn't blame himself for Padme's death, per se, he blamed his master. Mm-hmm. So here's his master trying to kill his kid after taking his wife. And as we all know, Anakin was pretty quick to pass the blame on to anybody else. I think that that's kind of how that went down. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's talk a little bit about... Anakin himself and the Anakin we see specifically ironically having just talked about the Clone Wars the (laughs) Anakin we see in the Clone Wars and um, you know kind of his his journey and we see I think in the Clone Wars we see the Anakin that we hear mentioned at episode 4 yes yes I absolutely agree that The best, you know, the close, the, the the best friend of of Obi Wan, you know, the the hotshot pilot, the 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 person with that s- such close connection to the Force, that's the Anakin we see in in the Clone Wars, and it was so cool. I think it was really cool to see that to see, you know, as the, you know, the juxtaposition of the Anakin we see at the end of at, through Episode Three. In episode between episode two and episode three to see that character arc and that you know that character story throughout episode mm-hmm. or Clone Wars. So yeah, well, I mean, throughout the Clone Wars, we at least me personally, I I don't presume to speak for anybody, but for myself, watching through the Clone Wars, we see Anakin really go through the gamut of emotion that the other Jedi don't. Yeah. And I, I believe that that is in part to something that Yoda had said in episode one, too young to train, you know, Mm -hmm. or too old to train. Old train. Yes. And I, I really, 
that was one of the things that I liked about Anakin, but also at the same time didn't. Because one episode, he's sitting there and he's saying, oh, we must be mindful of our emotions and we should do this and that. And he's being that iconic Jedi Knight or Jedi Master. And then out of nowhere, the next episode, like, R2 gets kidnapped and all of a sudden he can't control himself anymore. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like that made him a little bit more human. <laughs> but at yeah. the same time, he sits there and he turns around. It, it actually happened within episodes. We see him kind of manic and almost just unable to control his emotions and then immediately turn around and berate Ahsoka saying, yeah. no, you're not acting appropriately. Knock it off. Like, I don't blame well, her for leaving the Jedi. <laughs> he had, well, in many ways he had to be very, he, he was very hypocritical. Right. Because at one, in one instance, you know, one, at one, I can't think of a specific instance, but at one instant he would have to be, you know, espousing the Jedi, you know, rules of no attachments and you can't, you know, you know all that stuff. But then he turn around and be with Padme. Right, right. And you know we can get into the whole debate of who knew. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like Obi Wan knew. I think Obi Wan had his suspicions, mm-hmm. but I don't think he knew knew until near the very end i think ahsoka knew oh absolutely i think ahsoka knew from like almost the very beginning she was smart as a tack i don't think that got past her and i think yoda knew oh and yoda can see the future i I fail to believe that he wouldn't be able to see that yoda i don't think that um uh windu knew or no. any of it, most of the uh, pretty much any of the other Jedi Masters, but I think I think Obi Wan had his suspicions, but he didn't want to say anything until a he either knew for sure, or b Anakin came to him. Right. I think that's what he was waiting. I think I think Obi Wan was waiting for Anakin to come to him for help. I I agree with that. Yeah. He was like, yeah. I think, I think he and, would have. I think. Go ahead. I think if Anakin had come to Obi-Wan and said, Master, I've made a great mistake. You know, I've, I I fell in love and got and I married and I'm going to be a father, but I'm having these dreams and these nightmares. I'm scared. I know what this means for me, you know, the Jedi Order, blah, 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 but I need your help. I think he would have been like, okay, let's figure this out. Right. I I I feel like that's possible, but we also know that Obi-Wan was a very um adherent follower. I mean, he had his his little things every now and again, but his general answer to everything was we must consult the council. We must tell Master Yoda. You know, th- those yeah. were that was his his go-to and I think that that coupled with Anakin 
constantly being told you are the prophecy you are the one to bring balance you are this great you know semi-deity i think he (laughs) probably was a little bit scared i think yeah i think i think that's why he didn't i think that's why right it's almost like you know when you're a little kid and you're told you know honesty is the best policy you know if you come to us you know if you're honest, you know, that's going to be the best thing. And then you're, you're still scared. Yeah. Because you want to get in trouble. And I think that was Anakin's biggest fear is it coming down to, you know, that little kid of, he didn't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, he, I absolutely agree with that. Do, he didn't want to get sit. He didn't want to get sit back, even though he, he wouldn't have at that point, he wouldn't have been, he didn't want to go back to Tatooine. Right, but I think but that I little think... kid in his mind, that that little kid that in the back of his mind, that little kid that was still there of, they're gonna send me back to be a slave again. They're gonna send me back to Tatooine. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. and you know, or all this... at the very least, banish him out of the order in general. Which honestly yeah. probably would have worked out better for him, but we you know we got to see how Anakin kind of thinks throughout all the all the various movies and the clone wars we kind of get to see and like i had alluded to earlier in the show he's very quick to pass the buck to somebody else yes so i kind of would almost wonder if um if he did go to obi-wan and he, you know obi-wan did offer to help I feel like Anakin probably would have went the route of saying, well, none of this would have happened if the Jedi weren't so strict. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. I can see that. Do you think that it would have been better for him to go to strictly directly to Yoda instead? Personally, I really do think that that would, would have been, because of of all of them... Yoda was the most um, wizened. He he yeah. he thought a lot more um, than than the other. And don't get me wrong; there were, there's plenty of other Jedi masters who are extremely good at using the Force, and um, you know they went that route rather than going the um, fighting styles, but. Yeah. I definitely feel like Yoda just had so many more years of wisdom over everybody else. And, Yoda's seen stuff. Right. And we see yeah. it throughout the Clone Wars, too. I mean, even even Yoda, like, you look in the Clone Wars when um, they convinced Obi-Wan to go undercover so that they could try and... Um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. They had him go undercover oh. to join the bounty hunters and try to get to the bottom of the assassination attempt. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And and so Yoda and Windu were the masterminds behind that, you know? Like Yeah. I think I think Yoda had just enough quote unquote dark side in him that he probably would have said, "Okay, well we'll figure something out." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that. And there's always been that theory that I've heard floated around that at one time Yoda did fall. And that's why he's so 
he knows so much about the dark side and knows the dangers of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think the worst person he could have gone to would have been Windu. Oh, absolutely. Windu did not trust him from the stuff from the jump. Nope, he did not. And so I think, but I mean, Win- oh. Windu was against training him pretty much the entire time. So yeah, he yeah he probably wouldn't have been the best one to go to. And and it's it, this is not to say that any of the other Jedi Masters are not as um, relevant, but. Quite honestly, when all we had to go off of was the the three prequel movies, it just seemed yeah. like the other masters were kind of just there to fill chairs. I yeah yeah I mean we get a little bit of them in more in during the Clone Wars exactly yeah uh, but yeah that's when they that's when they started introducing more of the masters. But even still, going off of what I know from the Clone Wars, I I wouldn't have gone to any of the other masters either because they yeah. all they all had varying degrees of um, what they felt was right and wrong. And to me, they a lot of them almost seemed kind of um, like they followed this zealot kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think. I, and I think that was one of the things that kind of and and I know that for the movie to you know go the way it had to you know we had to see the fall of Anakin but I think the best thing that could have happened for Anakin is Qui-Gon lived oh absolutely yep because, and, we, and we've we've talked about this before in the past with with Obi with Obi Wan, it's you know you're you know, you're just made a master or you're a Jedi master, and you know after year, years of you know being a Padawan, you're given the rank of knight, and congratulations, we're giving you your first Padawan. Oh yes, it happens to be Space Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> here you go. Talk, talk about winning the Force lottery. Like... Well, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I work in a retail store. It's like, you know, oh, you know, we're giving you your promotion and you are you now, you've been for the store for oh, a few years now, you know, you've been just a, you know, a regular employee and now we're giving you the, uh, the, the biggest store in the country that has the most, you know, product that goes through it. Right. And you're now a out of this store congratulations like what but okay but think about this too so <laughs> understandably we all know why obi-wan said no i'll train him you know it, it yeah. was to honor his master it had nothing to do <laughs> with the space jesus like this is just all about yeah no. honoring his master so yep. we look back on episode one, go from the very beginning. Obi-Wan kind of had like this grudge against all lesser life forms. And he actually made a comment about that. Like, oh, we've picked up another, yeah. you know. And so well, yeah. this whole time, he's, life form or... 
Yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was it was something very demeaning yeah, towards him, Anakin. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so he you got to think he went this whole movie berating Anakin in front of him. And then at the very end, he's like, oh, well, my master died. So why not? I'll train him, I guess. Like that had yeah. to have been you, you don't forget stuff like that when you're that young. Well. I mean, you might later in life, but it in that initial yeah. moment, oh man! Like I remember being a kid that age, and if somebody called me a name or anything like that, oh, they better watch out. Yeah, that's right. That's well. Even in episode two, there's the um, that kind of talking down to him and not really, you know, berating him. Mm-hmm. Um. You see that in episode two when mm-hmm. they are going over the, um, the you know, how they're going to protect Padme, and Anakin pipes off with something, and just right then and there, you know, he kind of Obi Wan just kind of very verbally and very out in the public shuts him down, <laughs> right in front of everybody, being very much like oh and. Definitely was something I could I I didn't would not have seen Qui Gon doing not that publicly, right? He no. would have just you know put his hand on his leg you know put his hand on his knee and kind of given him a look like oh, oh, okay okay calm down Anakin you know <laughs> and then in private would have sold him like okay next time you know let's be a bit more mindful let's be you know. Be mindful of your feelings, young Anakin. All you know, all that stuff. But I think the relationship would have been completely different between Anakin and Qui Gon than it was for Anakin and Obi Wan, because I think he saw Qui Gon as a father figure. And the short time that they saw each other, that relationship definitely was. And you could have seen that going forward of. Of Qui Gon have being the father figure to Anakin, whereas Obi Wan was always the older brother. Right. Yep. I definitely I agree with that. I and mean, that's why Obi Wan even makes that statement. Like, you were my brother. You are my, my brother. And I don't think that's necessarily what the pat the Padawan master relationship was supposed to be. It was supposed to be, if any, if any familiar, it was supposed to be the father, son, father, daughter, mother, daughter, whatever mm-hmm. type of relationship. It was supposed to be, you know, not, even, not even that. No, I, whole, I think I, of it as that it was supposed to be more of like um, the council itself was upper management and Obi-Wan would have been, yeah. like, middle management, and Obi-Wan was the cashier. Or, uh, Anakin was the cashier. Cashier, yeah. Okay, I can get that. I can get behind that. I feel like that okay, was I supposed can... to be how it was. Like, the, he was supposed to offer him mentorship and advice and teach him how to become the next step up. But I think that because of the events that happened and what was going on and... Anakin's age and all of that, I think that just kind of led to this situation well, where they were more than colleagues. Well, 
Well, they they also kind of hint at what in uh, the Clone Wars movie they kind of hint at what what part of the role the Padawan played as far as his or her master was concerned. Mm-hmm. It was the idea of teaching for both of them teaching the ability to let go because you would have this apprentice with you for years i mean you don't you don't you know probably i would think probably at the low end two or three years under you at the high right. end maybe you know seven or eight you know we looked at you know anakin you know he had been a, a pad you know a padawan for you know 10 years um because we don't know how long he was, you know, you know, we we can guess he he skipped the youngling position, right? And went straight to being trained by Obi Wan. So he was a Padawan for ten years. So if you take that into consideration, that that was the you know average time span, strong relationships can build during that time period, and you see that with other Padawans too, through the Clone Wars that you had these strong relationships and bonds, right? But part of part of the lesson to be learned was the lesson of letting go, of eventually the Padawan has to move on. The Padawan has to leave the Master and become a Jedi Knight himself. And the Master has to let go of the Padawan, has to realize that I've taught him or her all she knows. I have nothing left to give. I have to let him go. And, you know, as a parent that you know i mean my little girl's you know four years old almost five that thought terrifies me that eventually i'm going to have to tell my little girl you know let her go off into the real world yeah but, that, it'll, that's uh, kind of what they that that feeling will definitely go away yeah <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'm just I'm playing around everybody. Like my yeah. my oldest is uh he he's four well he's gonna be fourteen here soon and I'm I always joke around saying oh we've only got five more years four more years three more years <laughs> yeah but yeah that that goes to show you of people right there there uh, Mark and I would be two totally separate kinds of Jedi Master <laughs> we would be. We would be. <laughs> I'd be training you to Jedi. get the heck out of here. <laughs> Jedi. Right. I <laughs> no, I we we've had Shut this uh, kind of go slightly off tangent a little bit. We've had this discussion at work before, not Mark and I, but my coworkers and I, um, about uh, superpowers and using the Force in general. And I 100% will tell anybody that if I were somehow blessed with either of those things, either a superpower or the ability to use the Force, knowing myself, there is absolutely zero way that I could not use it for selfish reasons. I I can... Oh, yes. (laughs) I definitely would. So I I know that I would immediately start walking down the path to the dark side either inadvertently or on purpose but that's the direction i would go just give me my red lightsaber i'm good to go <laughs> yeah i'm just can i pick that up on my way out or <laughs> uh, 
That's, that's exactly it, you know. Um, and you know they they seem to have a lot more fun. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, aside from killing each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's get back on topic a little bit. We talked about that relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin, and you know we definitely see that through build through episode two and kind of solidify it episode three and throughout the you know, of course throughout the Clone Wars series. And I know people always think that the I've heard a lot of people complain that the final duel, uh, the Battle of Mustafar, was so you know was oh, too or, overly choreographed. Personally, I disagree. Oh, I think that was one of the most emotional duels. Yeah, I I don't and, I don't know who is saying that, but they are wrong. That was just so much emotion, and you see that friendship and that bond shatter like that. You know, to see it shatter like that was very emotional. And to me, that that duel—if you watch that, watch that duel, and then turn right around and watch their fight on the Death Star, right? And and see you know you can see both of them and people you know wonder you know like you know why were they moving so slow and why weren't they doing all the the flips and uh, everything like that that they were doing and thing well first of all one they're older and you know vader's in a suit that doesn't exactly you know account for a lot of mobility you know right being very mobile and they were both testing each other you know Obi-Wan was his goal was just to create a diversion and keep Vader busy long enough for Luke and Han and Leia to escape yes yes he he and, was doing exactly what he needed to do and, and for for Vader Vader was looking at it like okay last time I faced this guy <laughs> I basically lost both my legs, my other arm, and ended up, you know... Burned. A charred, burned, <laughs> you know... Burned bacon, basically. Right. bacon. Right. And he's like, okay, what is this guy doing? So he's just testing, you know, kind of testing, like, okay, what's going on? What's... So I think you both have people who are very tentative, you know, especially for Vaver, very tentative... You know, wanting to figure out, like, you know, what's going on, you know, what's this old man, does he still have it, mm -hmm. type of a thing. And, but I definitely think there's a lot more weight to that, to that fight after watching the fight in episode three. Right. Which I don't know if you've seen the new remastered fight between, uh, the, it was, it was obviously fan, done by a fan. The fan made yeah, I did not like it. I I appreciate I appreciate what the special effects that went into it, but I think that by adding all the flips and the special effects and everything like that, it takes away from me personally. It's away from the nuance and the emotion of that duel. Right. And and I do I definitely agree with that. Um, I I just think it it's cool in that they kind of 
kept it in line with what we've been seeing as the newer movies come out. Um, but yeah. I definitely agree with you about the original fight that that it definitely carried a lot more weight than I think a lot of people put credit to. Yeah. And then I don't, well, I don't know if you've seen, um, the other fan made ones <laughs> where they splice together all the movies and they have, uh, Obi-Wan sitting there telling Luke about his father and they kind of do oh, the yeah. flashbacks. Oh, makes me tear up every time. Yeah. Well, we are coming up on time, and I think we still have a quite a bit to talk about, so we might actually continue this discussion next week, because I think a character like Anakin, you can't really just go over all about, you know, Anakin Skywalker slash right. later in one episode. So we are going to be wrapping things up, and we will be continuing the discussion next week. Perfect. And I will ask I will ask my question now, and that'll even give our listeners time to kind of formulate their opinion on it. And uh, if oh. if they have a way to um, comment or send it to us in some capacity, um, you know, via social media, they can chime in with their answers too. But it's a quick question here for everybody: What did do you think would happen? Or would have happened if instead of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon going to uh, do the negotiations, what would have been the fate of Anakin if it was, say, Plo Koon or Kit Fisto or even Mace Windu? Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Interesting, uh question for everyone to ponder until next week yeah uh, yeah so uh, until then remember you can always find us at anchor.fm and wherever fine podcasts are heard um, remember anchor is your one stop shop for all of your podcast needs uh, you can also find us on Apple Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Spy, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are heard. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, by the way, the, that anchor uh, .fm is at Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Same for Apple Podcast. Uh, Realm of the Mist Entertainment .com, Wix. Uh, I cannot remember the exact name of the website. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll have the uh, website down there in the description on YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com, remember to give us a like, subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Also, if you're on Patreon, uh, any monetary gift would be greatly appreciated. If you don't really like uh, the politics of... Um, patreon uh then anchor has a a little uh way to support us too a little sports tab for me personally you can find me at uh, on twitter at john mark tolly one and on instagram at john tolly 3930 and on facebook at mark tolly you can also email us 
at Realm of the Mist Entertainment at gmail.com and on Twitter you can find us at Realm of the Mist Entertainment uh, all one word and Ray where can they find you? Uh, I can be found uh, doing the dungeon mastering for our table time, uh, tabletop games um, on for Realm of the Mist. Uh, it's called The Lost Realms. Um, you pretty much find all of our links through uh, the Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Um, but on Instagram and uh, Facebook, you can find us at Chronicles of the Lost Realm. All right. So... Uh, with that being said uh, remember once again join us next week as we finish up our talk on Anakin Skywalker until next time remember this isn't just my Star Wars this isn't just your Star Wars this is our Star Wars until now may the force be with you